1: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, happy Friday. It is Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And here we are, wrapping up another week. And it hit me this morning. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I don't even know why it happened now, but it hit me when I woke up this morning, and that was, man, we have a long time until there's actual football games. I was thinking about my Friday show, and my attention span, which is so short anyways, normally goes right to my picks, and I would get so excited for my Friday show because he had the pick segment and everything like that, and then all of a sudden, nothing. I mean, we don't have a game to think about for a long time, all the way until the Hall of Fame game, which I believe might be at the end of August, early September. I'm sorry. It's in August. I just can't even fathom how long that's going to be until we're actually talking about football. But I just want you to know, and my ride or die crew is very loyal. They never miss a show. And I appreciate every single one of you. That ride or die crew is tremendous. Uh, But we're going to be with you every step of the way. Both at behindthesteelcurtain.com and our audio platform. Go anywhere where you get your podcasts, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain so that you don't miss a thing. But we literally are going to give you a great lineup of podcasts. We're having some changes happening right now, meaning uh, like the curtain call, which is Jeffrey Benedict and Michael Beck. Their show is going to start to now transition into NFL draft team needs. They're going to be bringing on guests from college teams. I know next week, next Wednesday, they're going to have a, a, an Alabama reporter, who's going to be able to talk about a lot of prospects. We're talking about Najee Harris. We're talking about their center, Landon Dickerson, all on the Steelers radar, and they're going to break it down. So that's something that not a lot of outlets do. Uh, we're going to have you know, the uh, Steelers hangover with Brian and Tony. They're going to start diving into free agents that are out there that the Steelers could be looking for. And so you're not just going to hear the same thing on every single show. It's going to be different my show is different every single time because I tend to gear myself more towards the news and things like that, but please make sure you follow us. Don't go anywhere. Don't leave us in the off season. If you're, a, if you're listening in the offseason, you're a diehard fan. You are a diehard fan. If you're someone that says, I know they're not playing until September, but you know what? I'm not going to miss a thing. I love the Steelers. I love Behind the Steel Curtain. I love all these podcasters. I'm not going to miss it. Then you are a diehard fan. And so... A quick reminder before we dive into this topic for today's show on this Friday, happy Friday by the way, Saturday, tomorrow, Saturday evening, probably around 7 p.m. I'm going to be doing my very first locker room appearance. No, I'm not going to be in the Steelers locker room. This is a new app. Now I do have to say, I was very disappointed. On Wednesday's show, I broke the news and said, well, we're, I'm going to try this out as like a QA, and a a live Q&A, and maybe it'll replace the mailbag on Wednesdays, or maybe it'll just be something extra that I do, in which case that's fine as well. I told you all to go out and get the locker room app, and I said you can get it on the, for the iOS, you can get it for Google, Android. Come to find out, because I emailed my superior and said, what the heck's going on? I'm getting some tweets from some of my ride-or-die crew, and they're telling me they can't get the app on Android. Come to find out it's only for iOS right now. That was a bummer because that cuts into my ride or die crew joining me for these. And it's it's not, they don't have a website yet. They're developing a website similar, like if you wanted a desktop version of Twitter, you could find it. They're, they're in the process of making that happen. But until now, until they come out with the full rollout, the Lockroom Room app is only for iOS, Apple users, but if you are an Apple user, I got to be honest, I'd love for you to download this app. It is completely free. You create, you can make it whatever you want. You create an account. Follow me at jhartman_pit. underscore It's the same handle as my Twitter account. And when you join me, you'll see an article on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com probably around six o'clock on Saturday, about an hour before saying, hey, join me. Here's what you got to do, and then you'll see me tweet it out. Uh, I'll tweet it out right before I go live, so in case you you're missing it. And then we're gonna go. And so what's it gonna look like? Well, it's gonna look like. I'm going to be there with my phone. It's going to look like I'm doing a, an Instagram live or a Facebook live. And I'm just going to be talking to my fans and I'm going to be talking about the Steelers. And you all will get a chance to ask me questions. You could actually use the discussion. I could actually pull you in and you could, it would be like a call in show almost. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. This is a trial run. So I'm not going to say that, you know, whatever we're doing on Saturday, I will get the recording. But if it's real shoddy, I'm not going to use it. This is just kind of like us kicking the tires to see what it's going to be like. So make sure you join us, download that Locker Room app if you're an iOS user, and join us. It's going to be fun. I hope it is. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So that's on Saturday. But today, Friday, we have something to talk about. We have a lot to talk about, actually. I decided, was talking with Brian Anthony Davis as I normally do as I'm thinking about my shows, and he's our podcast producer. I want to run all my ideas by him. And I said, Brian, I'm thinking about talking about quarterbacks. He said, we talked about quarterbacks a lot this week. What about something else? I said, okay, let me think about it. And I thought about it, and I came up with a a list. Now, I am typically a guy that hates lists. I think that lists are kind of generic, but there was, there's been so much stuff and talked about and speculated upon that I said, let's do a list. I'm going to give five bold predictions, five predictions for the Steelers before the new league year starts in March. So I thought about it because, like, folks, if we're almost in March. This weekend, it's it's the calendar. Next week, this calendar is going to turn from February to March, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Wow, we're almost we're almost in March again." Like we're about we're in March. This is insane. The NFL draft's coming up. March fifteenth is when the tampering period starts. March seventeenth is when the new league year begins. You're telling me these five predictions are going to happen before then? Well, I'm not going to say they're going to all happen before, but they're going to happen before or on the beginning of the uh, new league year. All right, so five predictions. Are you ready? I know I'm ready. Buckle up. Let's go. Got to start with the quarterback. Come on now. You know we got to start with the quarterback, and that is that I I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to play, and you're probably thinking, Jeff, but that's not really bold there, buddy. Uh, we, we all probably thought he was going to play, but it's more than that. I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to play, and he's going to play well. That's right. I think he's going to have a great season, but the key is he's going to sign, and really the prediction is he's going to sign an extension soon. I would expect it to come in the next week, week and a half, so the Steelers know not only they, they can get cap compliant, but also they know, are they going to be able to be players in free agency? But I think, Ben, if I'm going to look a little bit further, Ben Roethlisberger, I think, is going to have a great year. Let's not forget... Please, please, please do not forget that when this team was 10-0, and I say 10-0 because I know the Ravens' win was not a good one, and that was the game that kept getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, and pushed back some more, Ben Roethlisberger was playing good football, and he was considered to be an MVP candidate at one point. Not that he would win it, but that he might actually get a few votes. Let's not forget that was a, that was actually a talking point. I know how the season ended. I wouldn't put it all on Roethlisberger, but I know how it ended. I think he's going to play well, and he gives them the best chance to win. I said that as a best-case scenario a few weeks ago or a few shows ago. I still believe that's true. So my number one bold prediction is if Ben gets an extension, he does play. But add on to that, he plays well. There you go. All right, let's go number two. I think this is bold. Some might say it's not, but I do. And that is that both Mike Hilton and Cam Sutton return to the Steelers' defense in 2021. The Steelers, this comes down to the cornerback market. They're both said to be unrestricted free agents. Mike Hilton is a very versatile player. He is great at the line of scrimmage. He's a great tackler. He's a good blitzer. He's not that great in coverage. You look at Cam Sutton, very versatile, can play inside and outside, not the best tackler, not suited necessarily for the slot, more of a dime, an outside cornerback. They all have a niche within the Steelers' defense. I could see Mike Hilton looking around and saying, am I going to ever see the amount of success that I've had in Pittsburgh somewhere else? And I think the answer to that question is no. Not many defenses in the National Football League are going to be able to deploy Mike Hilton the way the Steelers do. They're just not. They don't have the personnel. They don't have the same scheme. Everything's different in every single locale. So I don't think that Mike Hilton is a guy that can just go anywhere and be successful. Bud Dupree, I think it's different. He's become more a better pass rusher. That can translate to other teams. Mike Hilton's different. Now, Cam Sutton, I think he's talented, but I think the Steelers are going to get him on a very short-term deal. They're going to get him on like a two- to three-year deal, uh, kind of a prove-it deal. It's going to be worth it for him. He's going to make more money than he is now, and then he's going to hope if he's smart, he'll take that contract and turn it into a big one after that whether it's with Pittsburgh or somewhere else. But I my bold prediction is that they're going to find a way to keep those two free agents in house for the 2021 season. And let me say, if they keep those two players in house, I think that this defense is going to be every bit as nasty as they were last year. And even with missing a few pieces, like Bud Dupree that I mentioned, they could still be equally as good. That secondary would be locked up. It would be a tremendous get for them if they can keep both of them. Let's go to the next one, number three. I think that both Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert will get new contracts before the new league year. Now, Kevin Colbert's contract, you know, they're doing the year-to-year stuff. His contract currently goes till the end of the NFL draft. That is the what they do year-to-year. So at the end of the NFL draft, Kevin Colbert could say, look, I'm done. The Steelers could say, "Kevin, we don't want you anymore," or they could say, "We're going to get you into another year. We want you back." I think the Kevin Colbert's draft success, and this is going to be a big draft coming up. I think they have nine total picks. He's going to have to hit a few out of the ballpark, and I think that he's going to. I trust Kevin Colbert drafting football players. I think they're going to honor that. They're going to give him. A, they're going to give him another year, and he's going to stay with the team. Now, Tomlin, his contract expires this, with Ben Roethlisberger at the end of the 2021 season. They don't like to have their coaches going into the last year of their contract. I do think they sign him to another two-year extension. They just have to figure out, you know, does he want to stay? Because I've said it before, I'll say it again. I could see Mike Tomlin going the same route as Bill Cowher. I could see him saying, I'm sorry, I just... I'm done coaching for now. He wants probably wants to watch his kids. His son, uh, one of his sons, Dino, is at the University of Maryland playing football. Uh, he'd probably want to see his kids play. Uh, his younger son, I'm not sure if he plays, but still, I could also see him doing a phenomenal job on television. I could see him whether he's, I doubt he'd be a color commentator, but he could definitely be you know, in the studio like Cowher did, giving his opinion. Uh, I think he'd be great at that. And you would see him in a different setting. I know a lot of people, myself included, would think, oh, he's just going to give you coach speak and talk around questions. He wouldn't have to in that situation. He could tell you what he really thinks. And because of that, I could see him eventually stepping away. But I don't think the Steelers let him do that. I think they lock him up to a two-year deal. You make sure that he's in place because when you could have a lot of fluctuation and change, think about if Kevin Colbert says, I'm going to call it a career and he retires. Ben Roethlisberger retiring. You don't want everything to change at the same time. Some might say that's the best course of action. I'm not one of those people. I think if you can keep the head coach, keep the coordinators, you're slowly working through. If you get a new GM, you get a new quarterback, you figure that out. I think that both Tomlin and Colbert get new deals before the new league year. Okay, four, the Steelers free up enough space to be players in free agency. I've talked a lot about. The fact that this the this salary cap, this elephant in the room, that it's not that we're not talking about it, we all are, but no one knows what it's going to be. The TV deals haven't been done yet. That has a lot to do with the salary cap. The reports right now is that the, the floor is 180, but it's expected to be around 185, give or take a few million here or there. That's still... Remember, it's one, it was 198 in 2020. If it goes down to 185, that's over $10 million less. I know I'm a mathematician. Thank you. And you're looking at this and you're saying, wow, how could the Steelers do this? Well, you get the Roethlisberger extension done. Maybe you restructure a guy like Stefan to it. They've already restructured Cam Hayward. The Marquise Pouncy money from retirement, the Vance McDonald money from retirement. They do have rollover from last season. All of those things are going to free up salary cap space. Are they going to be huge players in free agency? No. Are they ever big players in free agency? No. They're not. They're not day one people. Now, I know last year, day one, they went out and signed Derek Watt, and you can say what you want about that. That's rare. They did get Steven Nelson on day one, but typically they sit back and they're going to wait. And let's also not forget that if the salary cap does go down, you are going to see more cap casualties. And those players that are going to get cut are going to be veterans. Think about what the Steelers are talking about doing with some of their cap casualties. Someone like Vince Williams, someone like David DeCastro, someone like Joe Hayden. You have to remember that there's other teams that are in the Steelers' situation, that are going to have to cut some veterans to get cap compliant. And they're going to have to cut veterans if they want to free up space to be players just like the Steelers are. And so with that said, I think the Steelers might be able to get some veteran players at key positions, (coughs) center, hopefully, and maybe they can get them on the cheap for a one- or two-year deal because they know that the salary cap is eventually going to rebound, and then they can go and get their money. So let's not... Pigeonhole the Steelers into thinking that there's no way they're ever going to get any money or any space to go get a player. They are. I think they are. I believe they will. That's why it's a prediction. In the fifth, and I save this for last for a reason because the whole second segment is going to be talking about this. But here we go. The next Steelers quarterback is currently on the roster. That's my bold prediction. So there's been talk about adding to the room, whether it's through the draft. Free agency? I don't think so. I think the next Steelers quarterback is on the roster right now. Is it Mason Rudolph? Is it Dwayne Haskins? Could Ben Roethlisberger play more than a year? I don't know. I'll be back after this break to talk about that quarterback room. Stay tuned. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment. Thank you for spending some of your Friday with me. I hope you have a great weekend planned. I know that I do. I'm going to sit back and relax and, I don't know, pack up. The Hartman family is on the move, so there we go. That's what you got to do when you're getting ready to move. But still, I tease before the break about the current – the future Steelers quarterback currently on the roster. Now, this all ties into – I wanted to talk about the quarterbacks, but decided not to do that in the first segment. Uh, We had talked about quarterbacks a lot this week on our podcast platform, but boy, this quarterback room is complicated this year. It is really, really complicated. So let's talk about this and break it down. There were five points that I came up with about this quarterback room being so complex. It's kind of like a quarterback conundrum, as Michael Beck called it on his show, The Live Mike on Tuesday. So this quarterback room that's so complex, to me, it starts with Matt Canada. Some would say, now nah, it's going to, it starts with Ben. It's Ben's, no, it's not. It's Matt Canada. It's the Canada effect. Whatever you want to call that. I got to think of a funny name for that. That Canada effect. I feel like I'm talking about a weather storm or something like that. Well, I'm, I'm on the right track. We'll get to it. It's not Randy land, but we're getting there. So with Matt Canada, when you're talking about him as the offensive coordinator, You're talking about a guy that does things different. He's not your traditional offensive coordinator. And so he's going to want to come in. He's going to want to implement a lot of his philosophies, a lot of his schemes, and he's going to want his personnel. So that's number one. And so you're looking at a quarterback that's going to be his quarterback and can run his scheme. What is his scheme? I'm learning myself. But to be honest with you, the, the homework that I've done, thanks to Kevin Smith, who is our or Cliff Harris is still a punk from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, who's done film rooms on this, you learn that Matt Canada typically likes, he wants, he wants to run the football, and he's been able to run the football in almost every single place he's gone. He also likes a quarterback that's a little bit more of a dual threat. He does like to run a lot of motion, pre-snap motion, get the defense to tip their hand as to what they're doing. And then also he loves to run run pass options. And you have to have a quarterback that can do that. Do they have a quarterback that can do that? Well, Roethlisberger struggled last year with it. Let's be honest. He did. Mason Rudolph, can he do it? He ran some of those motions at Oklahoma State. He has some history with RPOs. I wouldn't say that he's a an expert. Dwayne Haskins, can he do it? You bet he can do it. Now, does he have the skill to run it? Does he have the skill above the neck? To run it, that's the question. But ultimately, the Canada effect it makes this very complicated. It makes it very complex this quarterback room. Next, yeah, you had it. You have to talk about Ben Roethlisberger. You do Ben Roethlisberger's return. Does, is it going to kind of stop and hinder the growth of Matt Canada's scheme? They came out, and I say they. We're talking about Kevin Colbert, Art Rooney II. They came out and said. With Matt at the helm, we're going to have to do things different. We're going to have to look for a different skill set of player. Well, are they going to go out and draft or in free agency get players that they think are going to fit Matt Canada's system? And then they're not going to have to be able—they're not going to be able to really deploy that because Roethlisberger can't run that system. Now, first, I do think that Roethlisberger is capable of running it. He's just going to need a lot of. He's, he's just going to need a lot of practice. And think about last season. He didn't have a lot of practice. He didn't have the ability to go out and a regular training camp. He didn't have the ability to really get himself ready with mini camps and OTAs. Those didn't happen. So if those happen, and there's not a certainty that they do, if those happen, I think that it's a really, really, really good chance that Roethlisberger can, he might not want to, but can. Run Matt Canada's offense. Okay, let's also look at this quarterback conundrum in Mason Rudolph. People forget Mason Rudolph's contract expires the same as Ben Roethlisberger's. And everyone thought, myself included, that in 2019 when Roethlisberger went down, that was Mason's chance. That was his chance to prove his worth. That was his opportunity to say, give me my second contract right here in Pittsburgh and I'll be the next guy maybe those, I guess what I'm trying to say is maybe those thoughts were a little bit outlandish and in hindsight they were, but at the same time, Rudolph has not had the opportunity to prove himself outside of 2019. There was no preseason last year. He played in one, I'm sorry, he played in two games. He played in the second, the very end of the first half in Dallas and did nothing. Then he started the game in Week 17 against Cleveland and played a very good game. I thought he represented himself well. But the Steelers, yeah, you've seen him in practice, but have they really seen enough? And so with with Mason Rudolph, if he had one year left, let's say his contract expired after the 2022 season, then maybe you sit there and say, well, shoot, we'll have a chance to give Mason a, a year. Ben will be done, and then Mason will get an opportunity to come in and show if he's good or not. If he's not, we'll let him go. They don't have that. His contract throws a wrinkle into all this mess. And so you have Roethlisberger, and I know he's going to potentially sign an extension, and that's going to free up cap space, but that doesn't mean he's going to play an extra year. I don't think he is. I think 2021 is Ben's last run. He didn't like the way the season ended last year. He wants to have one more shot, One more chance to go out the way that he wants to go out. I don't blame him, but I don't think he plays after next season. Sadly, Mason Rudolph's contract expires at the end of next season. So what are they going to do with that? Who knows? But I'll tell you this, it just adds to the complexity of that quarterback room. Then you have Dwayne Haskins. And in my opinion, Dwayne Haskins is the wild card. He's the wild card because anyone that watched him play at Ohio State, you cannot, and I repeat. You cannot tell me that he does not have talent. He's proven that he has talent. This is not even Ben Roethlisberger coming from Miami of Ohio, a Mac school. He played at Ohio State, people. I mean, this was a national championship contender every single year, playing in big games. He was drafted early in the first round. Too high? Depends on who you talk to. He was also drafted by a dysfunctional franchise in Washington. And they were, they had, obviously they had coaching issues, front office issues, organizational issues. If you're talking about dysfunction, Washington is the gold standard, essentially, in terms of an organization, not so much from on the field, that's more like Cincinnati, but in terms of an organization, holy cow, gold standard for dysfunction. And so Dwayne Haskins floundered in his opportunities in Washington. Did they give him a chance? Did they give him an offense that suits his skill set. Here's what it always comes back to for me, and here's why it's he's the wild card. He has the pedigree, okay? He has the skill set, like I already said, to run Matt Canada's offense. And the price is right for the Steelers as well. If they can get something out of Dwayne Haskins, and if they could see, if you could see a little glimmer of that skill that everyone saw in college that made him a first-round draft pick, Maybe I'm just being optimistic. Maybe I'm just being that black and gold glass wearing Jeff again. But I think that Dwayne Haskins fits Matt Canada's offense very well. He has to work on accuracy, but the RPOs and the motions, that's college stuff. He thrived in that in Ohio State. That's not foreign to him at all. So while Ben Roethlisberger will need months and months of practice, Dwayne Haskins could walk in and he could be like, I know exactly what you're doing. I've done it, and I've done it well. He just has to improve on all the above-the-shoulder the stuff, he, but the between-the-ears stuff. He's got to read defenses better. He has to have better anticipation. He has to know where his second and third reads are, his accuracy. He has a big arm. He's mobile. He can run. You know, I talk about drafting a, a, a modern-era quarterback, and I've said that about Trey Lance before, the North, North, North Dakota State quarterback. I just still love him a lot but, uh, as a prospect, but still Dwayne Haskins is that type of guy. Uh, and so maybe, maybe just maybe again, I'm being the eternal optimist, but he's the wild card. He is the wild card, not Mason Rudolph, not Ben Roethlisberger at the end of his career. To me, Dwayne Haskins is the wild card. If they can get something out of him, what a find. Let's just put it that way. If let's say he turns into the next starting quarterback, whether you like it or not, it doesn't matter. Let's say he turns into the next starting quarterback. If you are smart and you can look at this from a an open mind and be a free thinker, then you would know that, man, would that be a steal. He's getting like $850,000 this year. He's a restricted free agent after this year. They could keep him. And if he's the guy, holy cow, man, diamond in the rough. He's the wild card, though. He could also turn out to be lousy and not even make the team. He is the the perfect example of the wild card of a wild card. All right. And the last one, what really makes this, you know, this quarterback room even more complex is what if they draft a quarterback? What if they draft a quarterback in the 2021 NFL draft? That does not mean that they have to trade up. You know, I've gone through those scenarios where if Trey Lance is, you know, somewhere around 10, 11, 12, make the move, be aggressive. And I still support that hundred percent. But at the same time, like what if a quarterback like Mac Jones is available at 24? And what if the Steelers pull the trigger and take them? Then, then what do you do? Now you're looking at Ben, Haskins, Rudolph, and a rookie. Something's got to give. It, it, just, it would just add a whole new layer to this. It, it, it would be incredible to see what this quarterback room would look like. I'm not saying I'd be against it, but it's just when you look at this quarterback room and all the things that I just talked about, the Canada effect, Ben's return, Dwayne Haskins being the wild card, Mason Rudolph and the uncertainty surrounding him and his contract, and then also what if they draft a quarterback? Man, that's going to be incredible to watch, and I'm excited for this. I'm excited for the preseason next year. I want to see Rudolph. I want to see Haskins because we might not see them outside of that setting. So this quarterback room is complex. It's complicated. It's a conundrum, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be fun, though, too. All right, let's finish up as we always do on Friday with a little heart to heart. So, I'm sure you all probably know this, but it's mock draft season, folks. It is mock draft season. Everyone in their brother is putting out mock drafts. And people like myself at behindthesteelcurtain.com, you know that it's it's page views gold. It is gold. You put out a mock draft, it could be just some random guy, and people are going to click on it. Why? They just want to see predictions. The one thing I want to make sure people realize is that mock drafts are like power rankings. Everyone laughs at power rankings. They do. Everybody. They ridicule him. If I were to come on this show during the season and say, I can't believe the Steelers were only 10th in the latest ESPN power rankings, I'd get comments on Twitter from people saying, Jeff, why does it matter? Who cares? It's just someone's opinion. The mock drafts are the same thing. <laughs> they are the same exact thing. They are people that are literally just saying, Well, here's my take. So let's say, look on Thursday, Mel Kuyper of ESPN. He puts out a mock draft. He has trades involved. Think about how ludicrous that is. You're not just trying to pick the player to the team in the draft order that we're given, but you're also throwing in fictitious trades that we don't even know if they could ever take place, if they would ever be accepted. But don't worry, Mel Kuyper's on it. And so Mel Kuyper has the Atlanta Falcons and the Jets swapping in the first round. The Falcons taking uh, Wilson, the quarterback from BYU, Trevor Lawrence goes one let me sum it up for you. He has five quarterbacks being drafted in the top 10. The Patriots move up to get Trey Lance. You have uh, the San Francisco 49ers get Justin Fields. You have the Carolina Panthers taking Mac Jones. And I already mentioned Wilson and Lawrence early in the draft. That is the epitome of insane, but you know what? I wrote about it, and you know what? People clicked on it. I understand why people do mock drafts, just like I understand why people do power rankings, but please, 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 if you're the type of person that would say to me, Jeff, why do you care about power rankings? Don't come at me and say, well, the latest NFL.com mock draft says that, because it's the same thing. It's just someone's prediction. It's just someone's take. It's just someone's opinion. And that's fine. They're entitled to theirs, just like I'm entitled to mine. But at the same time, if you're sitting there saying, well, I thought that this guy was going to be available in the draft because he was mocked to go early. There's player stock that rises and falls every single year, typically quarterbacks. I said this on Twitter earlier on Thursday. I said, it's Mac Jones this year. His stock is moving up quickly. He was thought to be late first round, second round pick at best during the college football season because he's an old school quarterback he's not mobile doesn't have a huge arm pretty intelligent quarterback but then all of a sudden he goes down to uh Alabama he's front he played in Alabama but he's down there for the senior bowl and he plays well and he shows a lot of a lot of grit he shows a lot of intelligence he's impressive then all of a sudden you see his mock draft status and people talking about him and he starts moving up moving up This happens every single year. Now, when a player moves up, typically other players are dropping. I'm not sure who those players are, but just to keep in mind, folks, mock drafts are nothing more than projections, so take them with a grain of salt. All right, folks, that's it. I'm out of time. I hope you join me on Saturday. Go, if you're an Apple user, go to your app store, look up Locker Room, download the app, create an account and join me on Saturday. Like I said, it'll be probably around 7 p.m. Eastern time here in the United States. Join me. Have some fun. We'll probably laugh it out as I try to figure out this thing because I've never done it before. It's it's a trial run. Be there for the first one. That's what I'm going to say. So join me there. Make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs make sure you check us out on our audio platform wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or behind the steel curtain follow and subscribe to whatever you have to do so you don't miss a thing as we always finish it out here folks be safe be kind and god bless go Steelers I'll see you maybe on Saturday if not that I'll see you on Monday take it easy
1: 18 plus.